which wide receiver from the 2022 NFL draft is on pace to have a huge breakout season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. Check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, we haven't done a mailbag, I think, in a long, long time. I'm excited to get into it, but how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm finally starting to rest up post-draft. And now we get into like the super duper fun part, right? Which is figuring out what we do with all these names we've obsessed over for the last two months. So we have a lot to get through. And our listeners asked some really interesting questions that I think are going to help out probably a lot of other listeners because we're kind of all in the same boat going through our rookie drafts right now wondering what some of these uh, you know news items right now are going to do for the veterans on our team mm-hmm. lots of lot to talk about yeah and let's uh, let's just jump right into these questions the first one from michael he wants to know which one of the wide receivers from the 2022 draft class so again last year has the best chance for a big breakout season i've got a feeling i know your answer we didn't discuss this pre-show but um, i think Say i know it. Say it. Are you going to say George Pickens? Yes. <laughs> wrong answer. That's that's the sucker answer. But go ahead. I, you know what? I like there are so there are two sucker there. Well, there are there are two answers, right? Um, I I think I I loved what we saw out of George Pickens last year, right? Like so Agreed. many flashes, and we saw I think a lot of what made him a value in the second round for the Pittsburgh Steelers, because if it weren't for that injury, he would have been drafted in the first round. And you saw all the reasons why. Now, the only things holding me back from George Pickens are of course, Matt Canada and his offense. And then of course you've got to go back to Kenny Pickett. Like he would be my pick if it weren't for Kenny Pickett dude threw seven touchdowns as a starter last year. Even if he takes a, a demonstrable leap forward, what does that, that mean for Kenny Pickett? I don't know. To, to 21 touchdowns. It's still, you're talking about below average. And that's that's my problem. It's not the talent, yeah. right? The, the talent is awesome. It's just, that's going to be probably the slowest offense in the NFL from like a pace standpoint. Like, I think Mike Tomlin wants to play grinded out football that's why they traded for a left tackle and that's why they drafted a blocking tight end in the third round it's why they signed all these offensive linemen it i just don't see pickens getting enough target volume to to be a breakout receiver so i have a i have a more interesting answer so that like that's the the player that like if i could put in a bubble he would be my just because the talent's absurd right the talent is off the charts but yeah. you know like it's it's everything else around him that I have a problem with how about Christian Watson who like I have been relatively low on like I I said coming out of the 2022 draft that like I thought Romeo Dubs not as great of a uh, as uh, an athlete but I thought he was more technically proficient as a receiver 
like, you know, Christian Watson has all of those physical tools. And we did see a lot of, you know, excitement from him, like from an analytics standpoint, ranked um, second in terms of passer rating when targeted uh, down the field among wide receivers with 50 or more targets, had 2.26 yards per route run that ranked 11th among wide receivers, Um, 6.4 yards after the catch per reception. That's top four among wide receivers. Like, from an analytics standpoint, you had to have liked what you saw from Christian Watson, 75% ca- contested catch completion rate. Like there are question marks about Jordan Love, but in the very minimal snaps we saw from Jordan Love, he was also a really efficient passer. So like mm-hmm. can the Packers offense, which we've seen can be incredibly balanced, like can that that create enough juice for Christian Watson I think maybe and another year under his belt I'm starting to warm up to Christian Watson because I think experience is gonna be a big thing for him I made fun of you a little bit at the top of the show saying that George Pickens is a sucker answer but Christian Watson is the correct answer here so I I 100% agree with you I see I bought in but I fixed it that's fine uh (laughs) right now on Dynasty League football what's what I love about Christian Watson He's being drafted outside of the top 20 receivers right now. Uh, wide receiver 22 overall. He's going about 42 in your startup drafts. I mean, you nailed it, Kate. Like the last eight games of the season, he was averaging over 70 yards per game. He scored eight touchdowns in the final eight games. And let's think about the situation, how it's changed. Obviously, Rodgers isn't there. You mentioned Jordan Love, but look at the target competition. They lost Alan Lazard. Again, not a huge, I mean, not not a big fantasy producer, but somebody who was getting targets. They lost to Randall Cobb in a slot. And the only guy that they've replaced those two players with is Jaden Reed, a a second-round pick who we both thought maybe got a little bit overdrafted. So it feels very much like this is going to be the Christian Watson show. And we should expect, I mean, conservatively, conservatively, uh, I'm just going to try to get that right. Conservatively. I think that's yeah. like, is it, is, I don't feel like seven targets a game is out of the realm of possibility at all. And with his size and his speed, you could be looking at a thousand yard receiver with nine touchdowns pretty easily. Yeah. And I think he could be an, an interesting uh, asset. I mean, like even in terms of what we saw, like it, they got him involved on on some run plays, which was fascinating. Seven yes. rushing attempts, uh, went for eighty yards and two touchdowns. Like, man, if he got even ten rushing attempts next year, uh, like that could be a, a nice, you know, one to two extra fantasy points per game that you sure. are expecting on top of that production. But and they probably I mean, will do stuff like that just to. Because they're going to want to make offense as easy as possible for Jordan Love in year one. So jet sweeps, little touch passes, like all that stuff seems very realistic uh, for Watson. And I mean, also, we we mentioned the vacated targets. Alan Lazard, 100 targets. Robert Tunyon, 67 targets. Didn't even talk about him. Randall Cobb, 50 targets. Like Sammy Watkins, 22 these are like, those are not small amounts of targets. Like that, that I don't know. I, I feel like we're still missing something from green Bay because it feels asinine to think that you'd be rolling into the season with 
Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, like it, it, it feels Reed. like and two Jane Reed, like it, and like that that doesn't feel like that's gonna be. Um, but they almost have no choice at this point. They don't have the cap to go out and do anything else. I don't think any other team is going to be giving up draft picks. So why not just roll with this group and see what you have? They, I think the Packers know they're not going to be able to compete in the NFC this year. So this is really just a development year for all their young players. I, I think that's fair. Uh, but like Christian Watson, again, from an analytics standpoint, obviously the tape has been plenty flashy. Some, mm-hmm. some inconsistencies there when you watch him play started off the season with those, that the worst first target of anybody's career that you've ever seen um, and started to put it together. And from an analytics standpoint, like all of these sticky metrics that you typically really like in your wide receivers, Christian Watson had them and it wasn't just oh, among yeah. 2022 wide receiver draft class. It was among all wide receivers. Like he, I'm, I'm definitely warming up now as a bonus. I want you to predict Marcus, what, rookie in the 2023 draft class will be the most productive wide receiver in 2023 jordan addison by quite a bit i think okay my name my my picks rashi rice i think he's gonna play in a slot so i could see that i i just think jordan addison's gonna be like 110 targets 70 catches thousand yards seven touchdowns and you just okay perfect we're in um Let's talk about a uh, another NFC team and what the 49ers should do with Trey Lance and what your dynasty teams should do with Trey Lance next. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories? Then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. You've absolutely got to try this. If you're like me, you're trying to eat a little bit healthier as we're getting into summer, but you don't want to compromise in the taste. We've got the thing just for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so good that you're not even going to know that they're healthy for you. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in so many unbelievably great flavors, including churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Built does it because, well, it's only 130 calories. Only four grams of sugar, but the best part is 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. You can still go to built.com. You can order your boxes over there. But now you can run into your local Walmart or Sam's Club uh, to pick up whatever flavors you need. That's right. Go to your Walmart, head to the pharmacy section, and you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you live close to a Sam's Club, like I do, run in, grab a 13-bar box with some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter puff and churro puff, and you can thank us later. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. Kate and I will be back to talk about some of the rookie winners at a different position. We've been talking uh, about some of the, the running backs all week. We're going to move on to a different position next week, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Okay, let's talk about Trey Lance. This question comes from Kevin. Uh, he wants to know, what do you guys do with Trey Lance? Would you buy him low now, regardless of whether he stays in San Francisco or gets traded really quickly? He is uh, being ranked, or he's being drafted, excuse me, as QB17 on Dynasty League football, just behind Tua, Bryce Young, and Daniel Jones. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to trade for Trey Lance, but certainly dependent on, on asking price. And I think the thing about Trey Lance is that it doesn't seem like there's a standard market for Trey Lance. Like there's no, you know, set price. Like the trade, uh, you know, we can go on dynastyleaguefootball.com, our favorite site, of course, and you can see real live recent trades for these actual players. And looking at the market for Trey Lance, it is freaking all over the place. Like, there is no consensus price on Trey Lance. So, like, for example, um, Trey Lance and TJ Hawkinson for Lamar Jackson, Irv Smith Jr., what do you think? I mean, you're probably taking Trey Lance at that price, right? I think so. Um, But, again, like, that's really close. But, conversely, listen to this value. Ryan Tannehill for Trey Lance in the 305. Yeah, Smash except yeah. Trey Lance. Yeah. Like, yes. Trey Lance for Calvin Ridley. Um, I take Ridley. In a super flex? Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Trey Lance and Khalil Shakir for Aaron Rodgers. Like, that one's very much dependent on where you're at with your team. If you're in a rebuild, Trey Lance feels like the guy. If you're in a contention cont- contention window – Aaron Rodgers feels like the guy, but like reminder, Trey Lance, he is 22 years old. I like, know. Well, you're right. Here's the part that I really struggle with the Trey Lance. He's 22 years old. Do you know how many passing attempts he has since 2017? Since 2017. It's 2023 now. I think it's right around like 450, something like 420. that. 420. Yeah. 420 passing attempts since 2017. Like he just hasn't played at all. And that's the part that I, I worry about. Like, is he just so raw that Kyle Shanahan's like, I, I, I can't do it. Or is the injuries that he's suffered the last year so bad that it's zapped him of his athleticism? I don't know. But on the flip side of this case, this, this is the thing that makes me keep coming back to him. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan is fickle, right? He does not know what he wants. And he's going to cycle through these quarterbacks. One day it might be Sam Darnold. One day it might be Brock Purdy. One day he might remember why he, they traded up for Trey Lance and they insert him into the lineup. So I don't know. This is one that I'm probably just throwing my hands up and avoiding because I honestly don't know. But honestly, I think this, like conversely, I think this is a player that like, we know there's lots of upsides. So like all of the things that you mentioned about about Trey Lance apply pretty equally to Anthony Richardson, who's considered sure. among the top running backs in this draft class. Quarterbacks, um, yep. Sorry, quarterbacks in this draft yep. class. Like, it, like all of that applies to him. Anthony Richardson, not a lot of reps throughout college. Like, it, you know, he's certainly he's two years younger, but. Again, both of these guys came in and we knew that they didn't have any experience. It's unfortunate that the the dominoes have fallen, but like for Trey Lance, like all of the things that that, you know, all the reasons that this team drafted him and traded up, you know, to number 3, like all of those reasons still apply to Trey Lance. Like there are no questions that have been answered, and I do think that all of the physical traits are still there. So like 
I don't, I don't know that there's a ton of like, if you liked Trey Lance coming out, I still think there's a, a reasonable um, argument to be made to, to try to acquire him. And this is where I go back to these trades that are taking place in real life dynasty leagues and say, throw out an offer. Like, cause if yeah. it takes like, if, you know, it might just take Ryan Tannehill and you can get Trey Lance. Hell yeah. Smash accept. And like, you won't know until you send those offers because this market is so volatile right now. And we haven't even discussed the, the narratives coming up about Sam Darnold. Like I genuinely think that like, if we saw Trey Lance go to another team, that might actually make it a bit harder to acquire Trey Lance like say this team goes all in on Kirk Cousins reunite with Kyle Shanahan which that's been the dream right like you know suddenly if Trey Lance is you know in the Viking system with that kind of talent around him and he gets a fresh start clean slate he's still young like time to develop it I suddenly don't hate that and but I also know that like if if you don't trade for him before he's on the move, if he's on the move, I think that the price is going to be a little bit too high. What do you think? Cause I, I agree with you. What do you think his value is going to be September 1st? If he's not the starting quarterback, because again, he's being drafted as QB 17. Do you see it dropping or do you think it's going to kind of stay right there until we get some sort of news? I feel like it's probably going to just kind of hang there, right? Like, cause we, it, cause we haven't had any questions answered and that's yeah. what I keep going back to. And the guys behind him, right? Like Kirk cousins, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Geno Smith, all of those players right behind him have, I think, you know, just as many questions perhaps. Sure. And um, you know, like Kirk cousins, I think he's, largely answered those questions so maybe that's the the quarterback I'd take ahead of Trey Lance there but like Russell Wilson if he's Russell Wilson that we saw in 2022 no thank you um Aaron Rodgers gonna be really hard to invest in that that Aaron Rodgers just idea in the first place because a like saw a dip in production last season wasn't MVP Aaron Rodgers was that because he's injured Maybe, uh, but if it's not, then you're stuck with an aging quarterback who wants to retire. Derek sure. Carr, bleh. like Trey Lance out of all these guys has, you know, a- at least some untapped potential that we could see develop um, as opposed to some of these other quarterbacks that like, you know what they are at this point and you either want it or you don't. Uh, my strategy here is I'm going to wait. I'm going to try to be patient and wait till we get to August because I know how this goes. Like if Lance is still not healthy and they're talking about Darnold being the starter, what you're going to see is some of these other quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins, like Daniel Jones, like Jared Goff, like that we know are entrenched as starters this year, especially in super flex leagues, just get more value, right? Because they're going to be able to produce right away, give you fantasy points. I think I'm going to wait till August before I start throwing out offers just to see if I can get them a little bit cheaper. Okay, let's uh, it's answer one more question about pairing Bijan and Kyle Pitts together. Next. All right, Kate, final question here. Uh, it's suppose you have the 101. Congratulations to you. Partially because Kyle Pitts is your tight end 
And now you're about to draft Bijan Robinson. Is it okay to pair those two together from the same offense? I think my answer is, yeah, absolutely. And it actually makes your team a little bit more consistent week to week. But what are your thoughts? My answer is a resounding heck yes. Like there are a lot of, uh, I think nuances about like Arthur Smith. What is he doing with this team? Like, but Overall, we know he wants to run the ball. Overall, we know that Kyle Pitts is the guy. Um, we know he can split out wide. We can know he we we know mm-hmm. he can play as a true like inline tight. Like he can do it all. Um, but I, I think we generally know that this could be a really productive offense. And guess what? If it's not, goodbye, Arthur Smith. And like this or goodbye team Desmond moved- Ritter, one of the two. I, I, I prefer, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't like Arthur Smith, but that's my personal, um, I, can I, can I give my theory? What's going to happen? Yes. I think they're going to give Ritter about six games to start the season to show that he can be a competent passer. And if it doesn't work, I think by week eight, week nine, Ryan Tannehill will be your starting quarterback in Atlanta. Who spicy. Um, I like, I don't, I don't hate that. Um, but I, I also think, like, from just a team-building standpoint, right, like, let's throw out what team these players are on. Let's throw out everything. Throw out the book, right? Like, you have, without a doubt, the most talented players at their respective positions. That is all you need to know about these players. And, it, like – if they hit their ceilings, they're both going to be the highest-scoring players at their respective position, right? And that's, exactly. that's the upside here. And this is dynasty. Like if it doesn't pan out this year, it didn't pan out last year for Kyle Pitts. Wasn't fully healthy. Didn't see that utilization that we were really hoping for. But reminder, just, just a season ago, we saw Kyle Pitts have a a thousand yard rookie season as a, as a tight end, like only a second player to ever do it. He, he is a generational talent at the tight end position. Bijan is a generational talent at the running back position. Like, don't worry about it. Don't overthink don't, this, right? Don't overthink it. Like you have two generational players. And even from a, like, if you don't want these two players in your roster, right? Draft Bijan and trade him for the biggest haul you're ever going to get in yep. Dynasty. Like, don't give up your leverage. Get that, get that Bijan hype and build your team with good players and the dominoes do fall into place. Absolutely. I'm not stressing about pairing these guys together because the situation could change. Like look how quickly things are happening in the NFL with quarterback movement. Now, like it wouldn't shock me if, you know, five months from now, the Falcons have a different quarterback that's making you feel a lot more excited about this offense. Or what if next year it's, you mentioned Kirk cousins. What if it's Kirk cousins leading this offense? Like, yes, he's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's certainly enough to, to get this offense to produce elite fantasy guys like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. You're holding on to the talent. I, I'm I'm not stressing about it too much. And the fact is, if you have the 101, you're probably not ready to compete anyways, like right now. So just be a little bit patient here. Things are going to be okay. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every single day. Kate, you and I will be back on Monday to continue breaking down the winners and losers from the NFL draft. Uh, Go follow the show on YouTube, Locked on Dynasty, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys next time.